On today's panel, we have Carla and Maya. Carla is a vegan registered dietitian based in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and is the founder of Nutritious Vita. Carla specializes in vegan nutrition for infants, toddlers, and children, and supports moms feeding and their kids a healthy vegan diet for proper growth and development. And we have Maya Bach. Maya is a dietitian, and she is passionate about animal welfare and helps clients increase their awareness about how fun and filling a plant-based diet can be. After learning more and fully transitioning to veganism, she found a better sense of self and purpose. Research shows that most women don't change their diet during pregnancy. Vegan women feel concerned about nutrients and have been told they need to eat meat, eggs, fish, or dairy to support proper growth and development for their developing baby. Because these general prenatal nutrition recommendations are in direct conflict with their values, these women lack support, reliable information, and feel isolated in their decision to have a vegan pregnancy. She has combined her nutrition education and experience to help like-minded women who are committed to eating a compassionate diet during pregnancy that is free of animal products. As more women adopt the vegan diet in the U.S. and globally each year, it's Maya's goal to help them have a vegan pregnancy a vegan diet for pregnancy requires special attention and care to support the growth and development of a healthy baby. Awesome. So excited to have you ladies. So let's kick it off with the first question. Why did you go vegan? Well, I myself, my vegan journey really began in college almost 12 years ago. And I was actually walking on campus to the library on my way there. And there was actually a group of students passing out some pamphlets. I didn't really think much of it and just put it in my backpack. And then after I left the library, I was curious to know what that pamphlet was all about. And it was actually about the cruelty inside animal farm factories. And it was then that I realized how empathetic I was actually toward animals and how I didn't want to partake in the suffering or exploitation of animals, but also the exploitation of humans who actually have to work in that environment. And so that's actually when I decided to adopt a vegan lifestyle. So to answer your question, I went vegan to really represent compassion for animals. Thanks for sharing that. And Maya, how about you? What's your story? So similar to you, Carla, for animal rights, animal welfare, I was living abroad in Australia at the time I moved there after college. And the Australian government overnight shut down the live export of cattle from the Northern Territory to Southeast Asia because of this undercover footage that was that, that came out in the news. And I remember thinking, oh my goodness, this is what happens. This is horrific. And my mom, she has been a vegetarian since she was 18. So I grew up in a primarily vegetarian household, but never really made the connection between food and health and, and animals. And so that was the starting point. This was before I was a dietitian. I was working in an HR related job. And that's what really started me down the path toward removing animal products and then also becoming a dietitian. Thank you ladies so much for sharing that. I know a lot of listeners can relate to their feelings of wanting to support animal welfare causes. And I love that you shared your intimate connection and hopefully people can start moving forward towards that direction if they're feeling this and seeing things in the media that they might start to consider transitioning. And of course, with that transition definitely comes struggles. So what were 
some of the initial struggles you face going vegan, especially if you grew up in a household that primarily had meat eaters or you were transitioning and no one else was transitioning with you. So I would love for you all to share your struggles. So when I decided to give up meat during that time, I was living with my partner who grew up on a cattle farm in Australia, and he could not understand why I would, why I wasn't eating meat. And it was, it really highlighted the fact that it's a belief system. And that was really challenging to be living with someone who wasn't fully supportive of your decisions and making separate meals. So not having this, that support was really a struggle at the time. And then again, this was before I was a dietitian. So not being mindful of like supplements, I really had no idea what I was doing and felt fatigued and, and tired. And now I kind of, I know, <laughs> know what I was doing wrong, reflecting back, but at the time it was difficult without that support and, and knowledge. Definitely. And Carla, how about yourself? Yeah, very similar to Maya. For me, you know, it was lack of support from both family and friends. Growing up in a Mexican household where meat and dairy were regularly part of our cultural meals, adopting a vegan diet really wasn't understood. And more than anything, they questioned what I would eat and would I be able to really nourish myself. Some of my friends would always ask, like, what are you going to eat? Ice and lettuce? And, you know, that was for them, that was kind of a joke. But for me, it was really like, no, this is actually something that you can sustain yourself and it can be nourishing and it's a safe uh, dietary pattern. So my initial struggles, uh, you know, like Maya and many others who follow a vegan diet really revolves around lack of support from, you know, our immediate circle. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's because you have these struggles that makes you more empathetic practitioners. So I would love for you guys to share, how do you share your journey with your ideal clients? So for me, you know, it's really been not just talking about, you know, my own personal journey, but because I work with vegan moms, it's really through how I navigate that journey in raising a vegan family. And so since becoming a mom and sharing my story in raising my daughter and a vegan lifestyle, that was the point that, you know, I did find my ideal client, a vegan mom who was going through similar challenges like myself in lacking support of our choice. And so this journey is something, you know, that I share with my ideal client through my content on discovery calls and our session calls by just empowering them of their choice. I think that's kind of the key to really helping individuals navigating this journey. So by reminding them that their values matter and that their choice for desiring to raise a vegan family is their own. And, you know, it doesn't matter what others have to say about it, because at the end of the day, we are making an impact for the lives of our children for, you know, climate and supporting our planet, but ultimately for the lives of animals. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Maya, how about you? Yeah, I love, Carla, what you said, the choices is their own. And that's something that my clients struggle with too. They are, you know, typically first-time moms. They are navigating the world of pregnancy and then layering 
veganism on top of that and getting quite a bit of pushback, whether it's from loved ones, their um, healthcare providers, friends, family, and reminding them that they're not alone. This, it can feel isolating. It can feel challenging. And there is a lot of concern around that. And that's, that's, it's okay to feel that concern. And there is a path forward and supporting them along their journey is something that I love to be able to do. That's incredible. Both of you ladies are super inspiring. Your clients are lucky to have you, especially having the shared experience. So you have those little tidbits and nuggets that allow them to float through between these different spaces that are typically isolating, but you're there to give them that comfort. So I have a fun question next. (laughs) And and this is actually lends itself to the previous question, because obviously we know that there are these struggles and there's probably people on the fence because of these struggles. It's probably holding them back from making that step to improve, improve our planet and improve animal welfare. So if you were to like give an elevator pitch, I don't know, less than 90 seconds or so to convince a woman who's already on the fence about going vegan. So she's not, you don't have to push too hard. What would you say to her? I would ask her first her why. Having your why is very important because again, like we we're talking about earlier, it can feel challenging. It can feel isolating. So what is her decision to move forward? Is it compassion for animals? Is it health? Is it the environment? And all three can be, you know, it can be a mixture of all three, um, but really having something to anchor you during times that can feel challenging, especially in the beginning, even if someone's on the fence and underscoring the value of having support, of getting support from others who have been there. <laughs> it's, you know, again, what I was saying earlier, you're not alone. And there is, especially now more than ever, so much information, so many resources and different communities that you can turn to when you're feeling, am I doing this right? Am I, what could I be doing better? So. Yeah, for me, again, you know, I think Maya and I think very much alike because <laughs> that's exactly what I would do. I, I probably wouldn't come from a place of, you know, convincing, but rather helping her understand why this is important to her and helping her recognize that her value for compassion for animals or something else is far too important for her to not be part of making that impact, you know, for her own dietary pattern, for her family or for others as well. Definitely. That's great. And what about some of the benefits? Like, and it could be from a nutritional perspective. I mean, I know we've talked about animal welfare. If there's other benefits outside of that, I would love for the listeners to get some insight. So from a pregnancy perspective, first of all, there are many benefits. And I think it's important to first qualify what, you know, what vegan is for one person doesn't necessarily mean vegan for another person. So looking at a whole foods plant-based diet that includes a lot of fiber rich fruits and veggies and things like that is going to be different than something that's French fries and potato chips. They all foods have their place, (laughs) but from a health perspective, vegan pregnancy perspective, avoiding pregnancy related constipation is one because vegan diets that are high in plant foods are high in fiber 
And also vegan diet is naturally free of these animal products that your doctor is going to tell you to avoid anyway. So raw fish, any kind of raw dairy, unpasteurized foods, cold cuts, et cetera. So it's kind of already ticking a lot of boxes on that end. And then finally, that's an issue that we're starting to hear more about and we'll see where, where this goes, but avoiding microplastics in, in fish. So our oceans are becoming more and more polluted each, each year. And these microplastics that break down accumulate in the bodies of the fish. And so you're not getting that <laughs> during pregnancy. Wow. Those are amazing. I'm glad I asked this question. And Carla? <laughs> For me talking as a vegan mom, I think one of the biggest benefits is really having the honor of raising compassionate kids. Kids naturally don't want to hurt animals or anything in that matter that's unnecessarily. And so that's something that we can really nurture through raising kids on a vegan lifestyle. Two would be reducing animal suffering and exploitation. And then three, which is something that I'm really passionate about is simply advocating to end a system that is just really oppressive for both humans, as I mentioned before, which are those who work within the agricultural system and of course, non-human animals. These are wonderful. Thank you ladies for bringing those benefits to light because some people may have not even landed on those. And it's great to see all the benefits explain the way that you just did it from different perspectives. And thanks Maya so much for opening up the door to let people know that veganism does look different for different people. And it's okay if you have certain beliefs that align some way, every person has their place within this, which is wonderful. And what are some tips for people that are transitioning their vegan household? It can be one to three tips, something that you found that, man, if I would have known this nugget a few years back, it would have like saved me like a bunch (laughs) of headaches. I think for me, is something that, you know, looking back at my own journey, it would, I would tell people to just start where you are. You know, this isn't a race. This isn't a competition to know how fast you can, you know, transition. And so, you know, majority of the time when we consider transitioning to a different style of eating, we think of omitting foods from our diet when really it can be much more enjoyable by just simply changing that little mindset of thinking of ways, well, what can I add to this new lifestyle? And so, you know, it could be as simple as simply adding more fruits and vegetables to to a meal. And that would be kind of my biggest tip to just start where you're at, start small and do it in a gradual way so that, you know, you can enjoy this new lifestyle. And Maya? I 100% agree, Carla. <laughs> it's, I see people who are not vegan also in my practice and they want to dive in all in 100%. And that's wonderful. It can be, it can feel overwhelming. It can be challenging. So we start with the small steps. What can they do now in order to make that transition? And whether it's relying on, you know, replacing the meat with some of these meat alternative products. I feel like there's a big myth that vegans just eat lettuce and carrots and (laughs) cabbage all day. And there are some really tasty foods out there. Again, especially now there are more and more products available that are 
geared toward people who are interested in transitioning. So don't be afraid to explore the vegan section <laughs> and you might surprise yourself and find some, some good things there. Awesome. And now this next question will definitely vary where you are. Obviously some places are still closed for dining, but you know, at some point the world will reopen again. So what tips do you guys have for vegans who are eating out with their families? So good. <laughs> can, can be challenging. Again, it, yeah, it's going to depend looking at what would you normally order? Is that like tacos, pasta, and then what can you add to it? And I really like Carla, you said earlier, what can you add? And so adding extra veggies, maybe it's adding a you know, different kind of sauce. Maybe it's adding an appetizer. Really one of the benefits of going vegan is you <laughs> eat more volume, right? So looking at chips and salsa is something, okay, well, I'm going to have this as a, as a part of my meal. One thing that I love to do, and sometimes this irritates my husband, but he, he's usually a good sport about it, is if there are limited options or not a lot on the menu, I ask the restaurant, hey, is there anything, a vegan option? And more oftentimes than not, the chef will be accommodating, put something together, a bunch of the, you know veggies. So I always like to recommend, whether you're vegan or not, to ask what the vegan options are. That puts veganism on the radar for these restaurants there is consumer demand if there's consumer demand then these restaurants are going to cater to you so i always like to ask and sometimes i can be that person who's annoying at the table asking a million things but it, it works oh. <laughs> yeah my tips were going to be very very similar to you maya i think you can ask for substitutions and i think the more that we ask for them the more restaurants are going to listen and cater to those needs. But then I want to add also just looking back from my own personal experience back in the days, it's really to, I guess, set aside our expectations for dining out with family, because sometimes we we go to a restaurant and then they don't have anything for us or nothing sounds appetizing because they only have a salad available. And so really it's mostly just, you know, enjoying our time with those who are present with us. And I think for me saying to put our expectations aside, it's really just remembering that, you know, we're having a good time with our family or friends or whoever it may be that are enjoying a meal together. Awesome. That's really helpful. And both of these women have opportunities to work with them in the form of courses or coaching. I know Carla has a course. She has a wonderful cookbook. I'm not, you can let us know if you're still doing coaching in that regard. Maya has an, a wonderful program ho helping vegan pregnant moms. So I would like for you guys to share for people who are interested in working with you, potentially, we all know you want to make sure that there's a good match, right? So what are one to three characteristics that some of your most successful vegan clients or those that feel really aligned with you have? So people can see if they're like a good fit to work with someone like you guys. Yeah, well, thank you. I think the biggest characteristics of past clients of mine is really just feeling supported of their choice. Many of my past clients really lack the support from not just family and friends, but especially of their healthcare provider. And I'm sure Maya can attest to that. 
you know, so much so that some are actually afraid of voicing their beliefs and not letting their healthcare provider know that they're raising their kids on a vegan diet. So the level of support is something that I really value in providing to my clients so that they end up feeling truly confident in their choice by the time we we work together. Another characteristic would have to be feeling confident that they are adequately nourishing their children and feeling just more at ease with their meal planning. Many of my clients just want to know that they're feeding their kids right. And so by working together, you know, I can give them that confidence. And then the last characteristic would have to be feeling just peace of mind that they have the tools and resources to support the growth of their children. And I think Hearing that from past clients is probably the most rewarding thing for me. Incredible. Thank you so much. And Maya, how about you? Yes, for Carla, very, very similar, especially from the healthcare providers. Some of my clients choose not to tell their OB or their doctor that they are following a vegan diet out of fear or poor past experiences. So it's important from a support both for dietary choices during pregnancy and also from a health of the baby and, and during your pregnancy to have that conversation of one of the things that I've started doing with my clients is giving them talking points to take with them to their appointments to take with them. I had a client share the talking points with her mother-in-law who works in the medical field. And so the mother-in-law has uh, since backtracked on, on a couple of things. So it's helpful to have the, to, to arm yourself with the knowledge so you can feel prepared for when those comments ine- inevitably do come from whatever angle. Another characteristic is my clients are, are open to changing what they're eating to support a healthy pregnancy. So many of them have been vegan for, if not six months a year or longer, so they feel confident about a vegan diet for them and concerned about a vegan diet during pregnancy. And so, for example, one of my clients, she was having oatmeal every day for breakfast and okay, let's, are you open to adding some lentils to your oatmeal for a little, you know, protein iron boost? She was, she didn't like it, (laughs) but having, coming at it with an open mind for what are the small changes we can make. And so you do feel really buttoned up with a vegan diet for pregnancy. So she's, she was a good sport about it. Awesome. Thank you, ladies, so much for sharing all these insights to the listeners on the episode. I would love for them to know where they can find you and let them know how they can work with you. Like what options do they have? So for Carla, you can find me at vegan.kits.nutrition on Instagram and the services that I offer It's really the Vegan Kids Cookbook where I share simple recipes that the entire family can have so that parents who are raising vegan kids on a vegan diet can feel confident that they are providing the nutrients to their kids. And then as Yaa said, I do offer a course. And so I go you know, it's a step-by-step framework so that they can go from knowing what nutrients their kids need all the way to how to set up their meal environment for success. Awesome. And Maya? You can find me at vegan.prenatal.nutritionist on Instagram. I do have a Twitter, but I'm not very active there. (laughs) 
And I currently offer a six-week group program that's designed for newly pregnant vegan moms to be, so they can feel confident with their food choices and eating a diet that aligns with their values throughout their pregnancy. Incredible. What wonderful service options. So be sure to check out these ladies. Their information will be on the show notes. Thanks again for being on the episode. Thank you. If you were inspired by this episode, click subscribe so we can fill your library with encouragement each week. Every day, your potential clients are searching online for professionals like you with the hopes of finding the right person who can make a genuine impact on their well-being and life. Join my group coaching program and follow the Dietitian Boss Method. You will be surrounded by other amazing dietitian bosses from around the world who will be there to cheer you on, support you, give you feedback, and provide you a spark for new ideas, all while following the proven dietitian boss method. You will be able to share your successes and struggles with people who get it. Book a call with my team to learn how you can become your own boss. Oh, 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 oh